Episode 3, Damaged Goods. For your reference, Psalm 139 and 14 says, I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 4. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again into another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make. Jeremiah 18, verses 5 through 6. And then Isaiah chapter 45, verse 9. Woe to those who quarrel with their maker, those who are nothing but potsherds among the potsherds among the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Does your work say, the potter has no hands? You deserved it. It's your fault. You'll never get over it. You'll never heal from it. This is God's way of punishing you for blank. No one wants you. No one loves you. You're hopeless. You're helpless. You're ugly. You're fat. You're dumb. I'll never heal. I'll never find love. I can't forgive. I can't forget. I'm unworthy. I deserved it. We know that the enemy's job is to steal, kill, and destroy. And his tactics are tactics of deceit. And he tells lies. He gets into our ear and he whispers lies. A big part of uh, being able to heal in God is one, to receive the things that he promises in his word as truth. And two, to recognize that the lies that the enemy tells, recognize the lies that the enemy will tell us so that it can dispel God's truth. The enemy attacks us or attacks our broken places with lies because he wants to keep us bound. He wants to keep us in that place. He wants to keep us stuck. He wants to keep us stagnant. He wants to keep us complacent. And the purpose of this is to hinder or to prevent us from believing God's word so that we can heal and so that God can restore that place. His lies often pull double duty because our areas of potential or our clean slates or those spaces that represent promise, we close them off because we are deceived into feeling like we have to protect them from becoming a broken place. So we we already have these places um, where we're broken and the enemy comes with his lies about our broken places so that we we close off these places of promise. We, we um, close off these spaces where God wants to come in and he wants to do a new thing. So like I said um, in the last episode, it's always nice when you can give an illustration. And so um, when God, you know, kind of whispered this in my spirit about damaged goods and, and all of us in some way, shape or form have either felt like a damaged good or we we feel like damaged goods. And the really unfortunate part is sometimes we feel like damaged goods in so many different areas of our life. But immediately I thought of uh, damaged cans. And I know that I had always heard it said that when a can has a dent, 
that you don't use it. And um, for a while, I, I, you know, as a kid, I didn't really understand why. But, you know, as I grew, as I, you know, became an adult and having my own house and buying my own groceries, um, I learned and I think I really learned maybe about two years ago, there was a big situation in uh, the city that I lived in at the time where some people in the in the city were sick and it was traced back to a gas station and <laughs> traced back to these cans of nacho cheese that had been that apparently had been dented and had been used um, anyway. And so, um, you know, in preparing for the podcast episode, I kind of, you know, did a little digging to see, OK, what is it about damaged cans that um, we shouldn't be using them because because I know as a kid I still saw my grandma with cans that were dented in our in our cabinet so you know my mind is working and trying to figure out well can we use the cans or can we not and so what I learned was and, and with the situation that happened a few years ago is that any damage to a can can be a sign of something called botulism and apparently um, this is something that is very lethal and that even if you get a tiny amount of it in your system, um, it's deadly and it can kill you. So, you know, kind of the warning is you should never use cans that are leaking, that are bulging or that are badly dented. Um, and I even think back to, you know, when I was a kid and or, or even um, in my recent years as a teacher, when we would do the, um, you know, canned food drives for, you know, Thanksgiving, you're trying to either bless families that are uh, a part of your school community or I can remember being over student council we would collect cans to donate to like a, a local food pantry and one of the um, disclaimers when we would advertise this to the school body was we can't accept cans that are dented so that makes sense right these cans are damaged um which allows and so the science behind it is when those cans get dented sometimes they have small cracks in them where where the can is actually open that you can't see and as air is able to get in it of course because cans are metal the cans rust and so now you have this bacteria that's able to actually get in through the rust into whatever, you know, food item is in the can. And this is how botulism, this is how this um, deadly bacteria is, is formed. But then I saw something that said, however, dents by themselves are not necessarily dangerous um, as long as the can is still sealed. So as long as... Um, you know, these dents have happened as long as the there has been no cracking in the can for the air to get in to cause the rusting so that there, then there's botulism, then you can still use the can. All right. So God is amazing because everything has been created by his hand. And so everything can, uh, you can look at things and you can find him in everything. You can see his hand in everything and you can find a spiritual aspect. When we look at ourselves, and um, the things that we go through, if we think of them as the, if we think of ourselves as these cans, and as um, these cans go through whatever they go through, perhaps in transport, the box is dropped, the, you know, the case that they're in is dropped, or some type of way, some type of falling occurs, or maybe they get banged up against something, and this is how we get these dents, or these leaks, or, or the bulging. And if we think about ourselves as we go through life, and as we have these life experiences, now we become dented or we we um endure some type of 
um, trauma to us that now we become a type of poison. Amen. Not only are we damaged, but as we interact with others, amen, we become a type of poison to them. And sometimes depending on how deep the damage is or how badly we have been dented, just a tiny amount of us, just just a tiny amount of interaction with us can really um, cause damage to another person so when we think about our relationships and when we think about and and I'm talking um, with the opposite sex when we think about our friendships when we think about um, interacting with people on our job we think about um, even our interactions with our children or with other family members when we think about um, interacting with you know people in our church and in in our uh, you know our local assemblies when we are walking around with this damage amen that has not been tended to or that is so detrimental that now these um this this poison has been able to develop in us we now leak that off on other people amen and while we're struggling with our own issues we sometimes compound the issues of other people and so We have to understand that allowing God to heal us, allowing God to heal our broken places, allowing him to heal our broken spaces is not just for our benefit. Yes, it causes us to be hindered in our walk with God. Yes, it causes us, amen, to not be able to pursue uh, purpose and the things that God has for us that is meant uh, for others to give him glory. Yes, all of those things are true, but God has made it where we are supposed to be intricately involved with one another in our walk in Christ. We are supposed to lean on one another. We are supposed to draw strength from one another. Um, In Proverbs, it tells us that iron sharpens iron. So all of these scriptures that let us know that our walk of salvation is not meant to be walked alone. Amen. We even know just from the creation story that God created um, Eve so that man wouldn't be alone. And so... We are dependent upon one another in our walk with Christ in, you know, many different ways. And when we are damaged, when we are bruised, when we are broken, not only do we suffer from those effects, but we can cause other people uh, to suffer from those effects. And so it is important that we get in a space to learn to trust God so that he can begin to do his work. And so I started off with all of these lies that the enemy tells us, all of these lies that he works so hard to get us to believe, lies that um, he whispers to us, lies that he uses other people to tell us, lies that he even convinces us that we believe and we tell ourselves. Um, I mean, the list that I read, I'm pretty sure there are lies that I missed and it is his job to get us to believe those lies as if he can just get us to hold on to those lies as truth. Amen. Then all of the things that are promised to us in God's word seem unbelievable. They seem like things that won't happen. They seem like things that God can't do. And the enemy convinces us that they are, they are things that we don't deserve. We don't deserve healing. We don't deserve not only to be forgiven, but to forgive. We don't deserve to have hope. We're not worthy of love. We're not worthy of um, anything good. We will never, all of these 
um, negatives that the enemy speaks to us is his way of keeping us in a broken place so that we don't learn to trust God so that God um, can do his work. And so as I continue to, you know, think about um, this idea of being a damaged good and recognizing that there is only one, a man who is able to heal us from all of the traumas that we experience in our life, all of the things that come along to bruise us and to dent us, like, you know, the example of these cans. Um, it made me think of the potter. I mean, it made me think of the scripture. I read the scripture in the beginning, Jeremiah chapter 18, verse 4. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to make. Even though it hurts and even though it's uncomfortable and even though we have to be careful of our damage and our brokenness causing um, hurt and pain and damage and brokenness in other people. God longs to get us in a broken place. We have to learn the difference. We have to learn that the enemy uses, wishes to use our experiences and the things that we go through and the things that come to um, try to destroy us. He wants to use those things all for the ultimate goal of keeping us away from God. Amen. Where God, who is the master architect, who is the one who, as the word says, he declared our end from the beginning. So he already knows um, how our story is going to end. Just like I said in the last episode, he sees the bigger picture of our life. He sees the complete picture of our life. And so he knows what needs to be done. He knows what pieces need to be added. He knows what pieces need to be subtracted. He sees those places and those spaces in us that, that are broken that need to be healed. The enemy's job is to use all of that to keep us in despair, to keep us feeling hopeless, to keep us feeling helpless, to keep us feeling like, you know what, what's the use? Why am I going to try to trust in God? Why should I try to pursue a walk of salvation? He wants to keep us in a certain place and in a certain space. Whereas God, on the other hand, he seeks to get us in a broken place so that we can see Number one, that he is all that we have and he is all that we need. He wants us to begin to, to see the word, the promises that he makes to us in his word, to know that he is able to do all things but fail, to know that he will never leave us or forsake us, to know that he has come, that we may have life and life more abundantly, to know that he was sent to mend the brokenhearted. He was sent to set the captive free. Amen. But then he seeks to rebuild us amen remake us reshape us remold us amen after we've been broken after our experiences come um to break us it seems like they've defeated us it seems like all of these lies that the, the enemy wants us to believe we we feel like we're on our back and that things will never get better things will never improve we'll never be able to grow we'll never find love we'll never be happy the lord comes amen and now he wants to take all of those pieces of our puzzle and he wants to, just like a piece of art on the potter's wheel, he wants to take all of that to remake us into, um, there's a scripture that talks about being a vessel of honor. So the Lord seeks a man 
to take us and to mold us into a vessel of, of honor, a vessel that is able to carry his weight of glory, that's able to carry whatever anointing he's placed on our life, that can hold the gifts that he's given us, that he can pour into a man so that we are then able to pour out onto other people. Um, uh, the scripture in the New Testament that talks about uh, being a vessel of honor it also talks about vessels of dishonor and it gives you this imagery of um almost like a vase that is cracked and it has cracks and it, it has holes in it and so therefore i mean just simple you know natural logic it's unable to hold anything that you will pour into it it's going to leak amen so when we think about these damaged cans when they when they have damage to them not only is bad stuff able to get in but then they they are expel bad things or bad things come out of them um same thing with these vessels that is being talked that paul talks about in the new testament where they're cracked and they're broken and they're and even in some cases they they may even fall and have to be shattered now they are of no use to the master amen but god and all of his um power and all of his authority and all of his might he is able to take us when we have been broken he is able to take us in his hands when it seems like we have been shattered to a million pieces and he can take all of that and remold it into something new, into something stronger, into something better that now he can use, that it can be used to pour out on his people for his glory. Um, I referenced last episode a book called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. And it's by Lisa Turkhurst, who is the founder of thirty uh, Proverbs 31 uh, Women's Ministry. And so, again, in preparing for this, and when I got to thinking about the potter, it reminded me of a, sec- uh, a chapter in her book where she um, uses the, this image of, like, our, our um, circumstances coming to break us and to, to shatter us. Sometimes we go through things that completely... Um, we seem destroyed, right? Where we've been shattered into a million pieces. And in the book, she talks about how sometimes our situations come. I, I remember when I was going through, I told my friends, it's like a bomb had been set off. And so now everything's been <laughs> blown to smithereens, so to speak. And in the book, she talks about how um, sometimes things are shattered where there's nothing left but dust. And then she uses um, the example from the word of how God created us from the dust of the earth. Amen. She even referenced the example of how God, uh, how Jesus um, gave the, the blind man sight by using the dust of the the earth and using spittle to make it clay and to, you know, place it on the man's eyes and he was able to see again. So she, she used this example of how God can take our dust. God has been known to take dust and create some um, magnificent things. And so she was saying that we need to learn how to surrender our dust. Amen. When we've been broken, um, surrender our broken places, surrender our broken spaces to God so that he can take them and he can use them to form us into the vessel that he desires that we be. But there's a a, a, um, um, a a part that she references in the book that immediately when thinking about being a damaged good, it made me think of this. And so I, I want to read this particular section um, word for word from, from her book. Um, she, she talks about how she's somewhere and she runs into a young lady and um, they recognize who she is. Um, they get to talking about another book that she read and then she talks to them about this book because when she meets them, she's actually in the process of writing it. And so she says that um, she 
they she talks to them about what God has shown her about what he can do with dust and one of the young ladies tells her you know my mother is a potter and she the young lady shares this story and she says she told me that wise potters not only know how to form beautiful things from clay but they also know how important it is to add some of the dust from previously broken pieces of pottery to the new clay this type of dust is called grog to get this grog the broken pieces must be shattered to dust just right. If the dust is shattered too finely, then it won't add any structure to the new clay. And if it's not shattered enough, the grog will be too coarse and make the potter's hands bleed. But when shattered just right, the grog dust added to the new clay will enable the potter to form the clay into a larger and stronger vessel than ever before and it can go through fires much hotter as well. So when we think about um, being broken, and when we think about the experiences in our life that feel like they have come and we are completely shattered, we feel like um, they have you know, complete, completely broken us. She says that in this, in this example of um, you know, potters and us thinking about God as the master potter, that sometimes there are situations in our life, there are things in our life that God, that have been completely broken, that he allows, and he allows them to be broken exactly the right way. They can't be shattered too finely because then they're of no use. And then they can't be shattered not enough because now we're talking about these big clunky pieces that are cutting the potter's hands. And so when I think about what I went through last year, I, I think about how I can recognize that a point came where I told friends that it was like, uh, just like Job, just how, like how God offered up Job, God was giving the, the enemy the opportunity to sift me as wheat he was giving him the opportunity okay try everything that you can try to destroy her faith try to destroy her anointing try to destroy her and then he it was like he set a timer and he gave the enemy you've got this much time to try to destroy her and the enemy was able to try with whatever tools he could and if you remember back to the scripture of um job God said, you you can touch everything, but you cannot take his life. So it was like the enemy was able to try everything. And the enemy even tried to convince me to take my own life. So he couldn't kill me, amen. But the enemy did try to convince me to take my own life. And then it was like, okay, time is up. So the Lord allowed me to be shattered just enough, just right. He didn't allow the enemy to completely have his way with me and completely destroy me. But he knew he had to leave me in the sifter for a certain amount of time. He had to allow the enemy to do to try to do just enough damage, just enough breaking, just enough shattering, so that then God was able to take the pieces that were left, amen, put me back on his wheel. And as it said, I, I was marred, I was broken, and I had all of these broken pieces. God took some of this broken these broken pieces off of the ground. And he molded and he shaped, reshaped me and he refashioned me that now I am, I believe through him that I am stronger, amen. I am wiser, amen. And that I am um, a more anointed vessel now than what I was before. So that now I can walk in purpose to give him glory. And when I, because there, you don't get to a point where, 
um, you don't still have to go through, amen, where you still don't have to face trials and tribulations. In James, it he tells us that we want to go to the fire. We want through the fire. We want to be tried. We want to be tested. We want to be proved so that we can come forth as gold. We want to be able to stay in the fire so that God can do his work. And so as we're in, as you're in your broken places and as you're in your broken spaces, the time has to come where you allow the, the Lord to be in charge of your brokenness. Amen. Where you, where you surrender your brokenness to him, where you surrender these painful experiences to him, where you surrender, where you take your uh, suitcases, all your boxes full of your hurt, full of your pain, full of your trauma, all those experiences that you have um, packed away and tucked away because you don't want to deal with them. You don't want to talk about them. You don't want other people to talk about them. There has to come a time, amen, where you take them and you surrender them to the Lord. Like I quoted last week, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 9, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. A time has to come where you take that brokenness and you surrender it to God. Because what we do is we have all this brokenness, we have all this hurt, we have all this trauma, and we attempt to go through life carrying it around. The enemy deceives us into believing that we can handle it, that we got it. You know what? I'm going to just tuck it away. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm good. <laughs> Amen. You know, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Well, the devil is a lie because it, because if God sent Jesus to heal us, then that means that there was a need for healing. Amen. And so we have to get to a place in God where we recognize that we are not good. We are not okay. Where we recognize that even if I am walking around and I think I have all of this um, contained, like in these damaged cans, that there are there are tiny spaces in me that are leaking out um, toxicity, that are leaking out hurt, that are leaking out pain, and I'm hurting other people and I'm stumbling other people. I got to get to a place, amen, where I recognize, Lord, I can't do this. I surrender it to you. I give it to you. I'm tired of carrying this. I'm tired of carrying this weight. I'm tired of carrying this burden. Lord, you told me that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. You told me to take your yoke upon me and learn of you. And so, Lord, I surrender my weight. I surrender my burden. I give you my broken places. I give you my broken spaces. So just like the master potter, you can take them. Amen. You can shatter them if need be. Whatever it is you need to do, Lord, to put me back on that wheel so that you can remold so that you can reshape me, so that you can remake me, so that now I can be that vessel of honor. I can be that vessel that you use. I can I can walk into the place of prom- promise and the place of purpose that you have for me so that glory can be given to you. And even just a simple example of um, those of us that are desiring a husband, the Lord can't send a man or if you, if you um, are looking to trust in God, amen, you shouldn't want the Lord to send a, a, the man he has for you if you are still carrying around the toxicity from past relationships, hurt, and pain, and all of these different things that need to be healed. In the example of Joyce Meyer that I um, used last week, that was one of the things that she said about you know being her, her marriage with her current husband, that she was a hot mess. 
but because he was a man of God, amen, because he was saved, he was able to endure. He was able to have patience. And she says that they argued and, you know, they had their disagreements, but because um, he was a man of God and he was a man of faith, he had the patience to endure with her. But that doesn't mean that she didn't, that she didn't spew out her hatred. She didn't spew out um, her, you know, toxicity. She didn't spew out her hurt and her frustrations from situations and things she'd gone through that had absolutely nothing to do with him. So God wants to take our brokenness. He wants to, you know, shatter it just right so that he can then add it into what he already has, where he wants to reshape us and remold us and reform us so that we can walk into those places of promise. A a, a future husband is a place of promise. Amen. A future job is a place of promise. A future career is a place of promise. Not just areas of ministry, but even those of you who are desiring to be parents, that's a place of promise. And so as we seek to walk in our places of promise, as we seek to walk in purpose, amen, so that later on we give God the glory, those who see what God has done, they give God the glory. It all begins with us surrendering the brokenness that we have. Um, In, in that same chapter, she talks about... um something called a pot shirt and you can find it in the bible and she says that she looked it up and it says that a pot shirt is a piece of broken pottery and i want to read what she wrote she said a pot shirt can lie on the ground and be nothing more than a constant reminder of brokenness it also um, can be used to continue to scrape us and hurt us even more when we keep it in our hands or when placed in the master's hand the master potter can be entrusted to take that pot shirt, shatter it just right, and then use it in the remoting of us to make us stronger and to make us more beautiful. So again, all of that hurt that we have uh, packed away in those, you know, tiny boxes that we carry with us, those are our pot shirts. We carry around this hurt. We're carrying around this pain. We're carrying around this brokenness. We're carrying carrying around this anger. We're carrying around sadness. We're carrying around grief. And just like um, the pot shirt, just like she said, and, and um, another example of a pot shirt in the Bible is Job. And you also find that in, in his story where um, when God allowed uh, the enemy to cover his body with boils so he basically had leprosy he would job would pick up pot shirts off the ground and he would use them to try to scrape at these wounds that he had well not only are you already you know enlarging a wound that you have but then his hands are being cut as he's using this you know this broken piece um you know to, to supposedly try to help so again we carry around our brokenness we carry around our anger our hurt our sadness our grief and our pain thinking that we know how to make it better whether we numb it with drugs or with alcohol or with food (laughs) amen we we feel like the enemy convinces us that we are in control that we have control over it that we that we know you know how to make ourselves feel better and if we don't know how to make it feel better we just put it in that box we tape that box up and we just stuff it down and what it's doing is now it's cutting us from the inside out now we're bleeding on the inside amen and just like the damaged cans our our toxicness is leaking out onto others and so as we walk around you know being a damaged good god is seeking 
us. God is standing. He's waiting. His arms are open saying, surrender it to me. Amen. Let me take your brokenness. Let me take it. Let me use it. Let me uh, make you over. Let me make you into something new. He wants us to, we have to get it out. Amen. Like I said last week, we have to um, take them boxes out, open them boxes up, and we have to begin to surrender one hurt at a time, one trauma at a time, one bad experience at a time. If you, if it means that you begin with your anger, Lord, I, I, I'm tired of being angry. I don't want to be angry anymore. Help me, Lord, re- relieve me of this anger. We have to be willing to open up those boxes and release those pieces of brokenness one at a time so that God can take them and he can do with them what he knows needs to be done. Because at the end of the day, in his omniscience, as an all-knowing God, he knows what it takes to to. Um, get us in the place that we need to be he is the one who knows what to do he is the one who has the plan he is the one who has the solution he is the one that has the antidote amen he is the one that knows um, how to fix it and um, even if that means that a part or, or one of the strategies that has to be used is that it leads us to a therapist um, there are people who are anointed by God in the natural to help us with the issues that we face and so while some of us may that may not be the way for some of us there are some of us that God is he wants to lead us to a therapist he wants to lead us to someone that he can use amen to help us slowly but surely one by one unpack those boxes sometimes it's something that we can't do alone amen it's sometimes something that our friends cannot help us with like I said, because he is omniscient, he omniscient, he is all knowing. He has the master plan. He knows what it's going to take to help us be able to heal from all of these um, broken places within us. The first step is being willing to surrender it to him. And so, I know that there are people who will say, "Well, I just don't know how." Like I, I feel like I, I'm trying. I feel like I'm calling on him. I feel like I'm crying out to him, and I feel like it's not working. Well, you don't stop. You don't stop. You continue to do it. And one of the things um, that the enemy is really good at is he's good at keeping our mouth closed where we don't want to tell our business or we don't want people to judge us or we, you know, it's too embarrassing. It's too shameful when there's someone somewhere with your same story where you can now, the word says we are to be helpers one to another. And sometimes it's just as simple as I got to tell somebody. Now, we can't tell just anybody, amen. We have to um, allow the Lord, you know, to lead us and to guide us. And he will place people in our lives. Sometimes he places people in our lives who have walked through our same fires, who have had our same experiences, who know exactly how we feel, who know exactly what we're going through. But until we open our mouth, we will never know it. And so we try to carry these burdens and these this baggage we try to carry it on our own and God is saying surrender it to me and I'm going to show you how to heal surrender it to me and I'm going to restore the broken places surrender it to me and I'm going to take that anger away and so my um, encouragement to you on today is I know that in um, um, like uh, AA and you know different 
groups like that, I know that the, they say that the first step is acknowledging, is acknowledging that, you know, I'm an addict or acknowledging, you know, whatever, whatever the self-help group is um, designed for. So the first step is acknowledging, Lord, I am a damaged good. Lord, I am broken. Lord, I am hurt. Lord, I am struggling. I, I first start off with acknowledging, Lord, I need you and I need your help. And from there, Lord, I surrender it to you. Show me the way. Show me what to do. Show me how to go. Send someone in my life, oh God, from you, of you, that can help me navigate this walk, that can help me to begin to unpack these boxes because I want to surrender it all to you. So it's okay to be a damaged good, amen, because the word says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We have been made and, and created in his own image and in his own likeness. He sees all. He knows all. He knows that you didn't deserve it. He knows that it wasn't your fault. He says that in me, you can get over it. In me, you will heal from it. God is not a God who seeks to punish us. Amen. God is a God of forgiveness. He is a God of mercy. And when we, if we have done wrong, God is a God who, when we um, surrender it to him, when we ask him to forgive us, he forgives us and he forgets it. So God, God does not seek to punish. He wants to make us new. He wants to make us whole. Amen. God is saying that I want you. I love you. I am your hope. I am your help. Amen. That in me is everything you need. And so once we can learn to receive the promises of God's word as truth, once we can learn, amen, to accept the things that God has for us, to accept that he that he uh, loves us and that he desires to give us, that he desires to supply all of our need by his riches and glory, we can begin step by step to walk through the process of allowing God to take our brokenness and to take our hurt and to to uproot it all and to begin to plant something new. Um, so again, I encourage you on today. I pray that this has been a, a help to you and that this has been a blessing. Um, something that I want to do that I didn't do last week is I want to pray um, over every person that will listen to this as we all seek to be healed as we all seek to be delivered, as we all seek for God to set us free from the bondage of the lies that the enemy wants to tell us, the bondage of believing that we will always be stuck in this space, we will always be stuck in this place, that the, that we that our future is already doomed because of where we stand today. I, did, I just want to pray over um, all of us that God will begin to show us how to surrender, how to release, how to give it to him, how to cast it at his feet so that he is able to do the great and mighty things in us that I know that he desires to do. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory and the honor. We thank you for this space and this opportunity, oh God. We ask that you come in, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you begin to show us, oh God, how to release our brokenness, release our hurt, how to surrender one by one, oh God, how to cast our cares upon you, Lord, for we know that you care for us. Father, we ask right now that you will hear our cries and that you will hear our pleas and that you will begin to move on our behalf in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you teach us, oh God, that you show us 
your way. Show us how to do it your way, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask that you send people into our life that will help us, oh God, begin to walk down this path of healing that you have for us so that you can uh, restore us, oh God, that you can renew us, Father God, that you can set us free, that you can make us whole in you, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just ask right now that you cover every person under under the sound of my voice. You know their situations. You know their circumstances, oh God. And we just ask right now that you begin to move mightily on their behalf in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we are going to give you glory today for the things that you are doing, the things that you have done, and the things that you are going to do. These things and all things in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Again, first step is to acknowledge that you are a damaged good. And then to allow God to be God, allow God to come in, surrender those places in you so that he is able to do his mighty works, that he is able to renew you, to restore you, and to make you whole. In the words of Lisa Turkhurst, what of this painful breaking is part of a beautiful remaking. So we need to look at the opportunity to allow God to break us as the opportunity for uh, for him to remake us into something that is beautiful and useful in his sight. Until next week, be blessed.